You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now with his boogie shoes on and ready to talk Baylor athletics, here's Jerry Hill with John Morris. Pleased to welcome in Jerry Hill, Baylor Insider, boogieing on in. And, uh, Jerry, we appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, you had a big weekend. I did. It was my uh, wedding anniversary. I guess it wasn't, wasn't just mine. Well, I would say it, yours it was, and Julie's. It was more Julie's wedding anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. So it was our 17th wedding anniversary. Wow. And, uh, it, was, it was a great night. Uh, our very first date, um, little, I guess it would be 17, about 17 and a half years ago, <laughs> was at 1424. Oh. So we went back there for our wedding anniversary. And I guess that's okay for me to say since they're one of the uh, That's right, one sponsors. of our great partners. So yes, yes. Great place, one of our favorite. Uh, we've been back many, many times, but yeah. that was that was fun. Well, happy anniversary! Thank you. Couple of days, uh, couple yeah. of days after the fact. So, yeah. good weekend. Well planned that your anniversary comes on a weekend when there's no, no events. Baylor events you you uh, get to cover. So. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, remember that week uh, or weekend I guess earlier this fall where there was like no events. Right, right. And, Just one. <laughs> and, yeah, and and Julie like claimed it, like okay, that's yeah, mine. That's right. You know, so and I don't even remember if we did anything that weekend. Maybe just went out, but um, same thing on this one when we found out that um, you know I was didn't have any events, no no uh, conflicts at all. You know, she pretty much claimed that one and said. And and at one point we were thinking about maybe even getting away, but we we just decided to stay closer to home and do our little anniversary date very nice well happy anniversary you're uh tooling through some pictures on your laptop (laughs) we had the uh baylor athletic department christmas party on friday Mm -hmm. which was fun yeah santa was there the real santa was there yeah that was very fun he was yes your one of your grandkids was there yeah and he did not uh, he did not he did not enjoy santa i think every time that they've taken him to see Santa. Um, I, don't, I don't know that they've ever had a good picture. Oh, really? With Jameson and, and uh, Santa. But, yeah, lots of pictures uh, that uh, Megan sent me from um, our HR office and uh, great pictures. Um, <laughs> the one the one that tickled me was uh, Eric Rash and his wife and uh-huh. their two kids. Oh, yeah? And, like, there's probably four or five pictures, and yeah. every one of them, they're just, like, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Not Eric and his wife, right. but the kids were like screaming. And of course, my absolute favorite was J Mo sitting on the lap of Santa. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, I don't know who asked for that or what, but you know, if that was Santa's wish. But uh, yeah, J Mo sitting on Santa's lap. I, I was there. Yes, I was there with my grandkids. We had all four of them there, right? And and walked up, you know, to get them there, and he pulls me down to sit on his lap. Oh my so, god. Oh, okay, good. Okay, yeah. Okay. Good. So. But that was great. So all four grandkids were there. Yes. Awesome. And no, I'm trying to think, no crying. Wow. Up to Santa. So. Well, I may one. have to get on Megan to see if I, she can send me <laughs> some more pictures. Okay, see if you can find that one. Right. I want to see that right. one. But that was fun. That was fun. So was it all four of them at one time on it, the picture? It was. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So really fun. Yeah. 
All right, uh, we are in that season. It has been a break for athletic event-wise yes. uh, with finals going on also. Kind of back at it this week. Uh, one news note over the weekend, Baylor announced the uh, hiring of a new running backs coach. Yeah, Keenan Hall. He's been at SMU the last couple of years. Uh, Illinois State grad, um, played football there, um, but Texas native, um, played high school ball at South Oak Cliff. Um, so as, as Jay Hoff said in our podcast earlier, or I guess it was out today, was he went from a South Oak Cliff bear to a Baylor bear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, has Texas roots, um, and comes back, uh, obviously he's a Dallas native, so he was already home, but you know, a great recruiter and has had, you know, pretty good success everywhere he's been, had really highly rated, uh, classes on the FCS level, um, with, with Illinois state and I believe Texas Southern as well. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, like I said, spent the last two years at SMU, uh, was their, I believe their run game coordinator this last year. And that was an SMU team, obviously that won the conference championship. Yeah, Great. Year. Uh, they're playing in a bowl game. Um, but yeah, he's, he's on board and, and good timing. Cause, uh, and like I said, his, he's known as a really good recruiter, John, a younger guy. And, and I think he'll bring some energy to that room, the recruiting room. And and I did talk about I mean that's that's a really good room I think that mm-hmm. he's inheriting. Yeah, you know, I do when too. That, when you look at that running back group, I think now, I think this past year you'd probably say the tight end was maybe the deepest, and it may still be. But that running back room, you know, is really good with you know Richard Reese uh, announcing he was coming back, Dominic Richardson. Uh, Dawson Pendergrass played yeah. really well Great this year. year. And Bryson Washington, I know that was one that they had a lot of hope for. Really good coming out of spring. Just got hurt and never really, you know, was able to play a whole lot. And they were able to redshirt him. But uh, I know they have high hopes for him. So there's four guys right there um, that are really solid. Yeah. You know, they've all had some success. So I think he comes into a really good situation with a lot of good running backs, and hopefully he can make a difference in recruiting this year. I mean, he was, you know, I'm sure he was already recruiting for SMU, so he probably has some ties, some connections that, you know, maybe he had in on guys. So I think that will help. Uh, and you know, John, we're getting close because first signing day is December 20th, right, so it's not right. that far away. And so hopefully he can have an impact with that. And and uh, like I said, he he's bringing in a or he has a great room that he's inheriting. So. Um, that that does not complete the staff. We have one more position, offensive line coach, I believe. So um, I think they're pretty close to wrapping that up as well. Okay. Um, can't say the name, but okay. uh, I believe he's. I believe it's pretty close to naming him. So okay. I think it'll be definitely this week, maybe even later today. See, Aaron, that's what you get with the Baylor insider. You got, you got, he's you an got, insi- He's uh, so inside. I'm he inside. Can't <laughs> tell you all the information yeah. that he has. Well, since I've already read the release, <laughs> but I can't. Oh, okay. I cannot release the information, but I have read the release. Okay. Yeah. What if we we play uh, twenty? Yeah, questions? twenty twenty questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> no, we'll talk about it later. It must be close <laughs> then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk basketball. Yeah. Men and women, Baylor now the only school in the nation yeah. whose men's and women's teams are uh, undefeated at this point. Undefeated and ranked in the top ten. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, you know, obviously both teams off to great starts, John. Uh, men 9-0, and uh, ranked sixth, I believe, in this week's polls. And and the women, 7-0, um, and number 10 in the AP poll, number four. I think they'll probably be a little higher in the coaches' poll this week, but they were 14 this last week, so I think they'll – kind of move up a little bit there but uh yeah I, you know both teams 
you know, you really struggle to find any kind of weaknesses yeah. or, you know, anything wrong with these teams because, you know, both of them have such great depth. Um, you know, both of them have played, I mean, really well on the offensive end. I think that's probably the strength for both. But, I mean, again, I think the defenses have played pretty well too. I think the men can play better on defense, sure. But, I, like I said, it's – it's hard to find a weakness when you're nine and zero, and you've really dominated most of those games. So, um, I think both of them are off to great starts. Uh, the women will have a tough challenge. Um, you know, one of their tough, cha- toughest challenges of the season so far, uh, Saturday down in San Antonio against Miami, that just moved into the rankings this week. Uh, Miami, I believe, is number twenty-three, and they're eight and zero, undefeated. There's eighteen, I believe, undefeated women's teams still left, and so two of them will be playing down hmm. in San Antonio. Um, on Saturday, and then the the women play in their Future Bears game, uh, wear your headsets or ear fo- mm. earplugs or whatever game. Um, so that'll be Thursday morning at 11 a.m. versus Delaware State. So, um, yeah, get back in action. They've uh, both had a little bit of break for finals, and now we'll get back to playing and kind of get ready for conference, John. It's right. just around the corner. Not far away. The women opening, I know, December 30th against Texas on the road. Um, and I'm not sure when the men uh, probably January sixth at okay, Oklahoma State. Okay, that's right. Because they they right. they don't open conference until after that uh, January second game against Cornell. Right, Cornell. Yeah. So their first conference game will be right. is it on the road? On the road. Yeah. yeah. So both of them beginning on the road. But yeah, I think uh, and you got to feel good about really both of them um, going into Big Twelve play, John. Uh, you know, there's there's really particularly on the women's side. I know there's a lot of undefeated teams left. But I, I feel really good about, you know, both of those teams' chances in the, in conference. And you'd like to see them, you know, win a trophy there at the end. And, and I I really feel good about both of them going into the NCAA tournament because I think because of that depth, you know, like you can uh, – if somebody gets hurt, if you get in foul trouble, things like that, I think both of them are built for that and built for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. We were uh, – Aaron and I were talking earlier for the women – you know, this Thursday's game is right now their final game in the right. Farrell Center. Right. But you got to leave the door. I know. Don't take their keys away. Right. If right. they host NCAA yeah. first and second round, that would be back at the Farrell Center. Yeah, the bid, I guess you had to put out bids at some point, and, and the bid is for the Farrell Center just because it'll give you the space and, and, and it's, you know, obviously got enough locker rooms and all of that. So I think, uh, you know, they had to put in the Farrell Center for that NCAA tournament bid. And, and like I said, right now sitting here at number 10, and I think they could move up. Um, you know, they're going to be in a position uh, to potentially host. So that would be great to, you know, go back to the Ferrell Center. Yeah. A little different, you know, like you hadn't hadn't played in there in two or three months. But uh, I'm sure they would not mind hosting yeah. uh, over there at the Ferrell Center. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. that would be a great way to close out Absolutely. basketball in the Ferrell right. Center. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, as we uh, get closer and closer to basketball, playing their final games there, what are your memories of the Farrell Center? Do you, have you put together a, a top ten or anything like that? Well, now that you mention that. Oh, there we go. I can actually call up a list. Aaron, he goes right to his laptop. Right, right to my laptop. <laughs> well, John, so what I did, I'm working on an Insider Magazine, kind of a Foster Pavilion special edition. Um, but but we did, too, and you were involved in that. Um, picked your brain, too, to see best games, top games ever in the Farrell Center, and obviously that's 35 years of games. Yeah. It's over 1,100 games, mm. and I picked six on each side. Okay. So kind okay. of kind of interesting um, and, you know, kind of spread out over a long period of time. But 
I'll go through these real briefly. So sure. six on each side six would be side. the big 12 total. How about that? Is that what you're doing? You I, know, I see what you're doing there. Here's here's what it was. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't get it to five. Like, I, I could not cut out a game. Actually, I, in, in the story, I mentioned some of the ones that wound up on the cutting room floor, and one of those was Makai Mason's 40-point oh, yeah. game. Yeah, 40-pointer. I mean, it just didn't make the six. Wow. But that's a great, yeah. you know, particularly individual, one of the best games. So the first one would have been from 1990. Okay. This is the men. Okay. We know which game that is. Baylor, Arkansas. Baylor, 82. Number three, Arkansas, 77. Nice. February. That's number six? Well, so oh, oh, you're not I really just ranking did it, I just I did not I rank you. them one through you. six or six through one or anything like that. I was going to say, if that's six, these are, <laughs> there's Yeah, five these really are games. actually in chronological order. Oh, cool. the way I did it. That so makes the sense. men. Then the next game was 2001. You can probably pick ah, that one, too. Yes. Baylor, 85. Number six, Kansas, 77. Terry Black's game. Yep, I mean, big Monday. There were other guys, but, I mean, that was that was his kind of – I mean, he really kind of took over in that game. Um, let's see. The, let's see. That one's the Kansas game. Sorry. He's scrolling. I'm scrolling. Scrolling. <laughs> uh, let's see. 2016. Uh-huh. Baylor – number 25, Baylor 100. Number 13, Iowa State 91 oh, in yeah. overtime. Uh, and they played it without Rico Gathers. Wow. I think that was kind of one of the reasons why it made the list was because, I mean, you had you were down one of your top players and, and, and was able to win that. And then um, February 27, 2017, John, can you name that game? I'm guessing Texas may have been the opponent. No. Okay. Not. So this was uh, Baylor 71. Um, it was number 11, Baylor 71, number 10, West Virginia, mm. 62. And this came, if you remember, I think Baylor had gotten up to number one and West Virginia just blew them out right. on the road. The day the day we got to number one. Got to number one. Played there. Got blown out by yeah. 21. Yeah. And uh, for this game, you were without um, the point guard, hmm. uh, Manu Lacombe. Okay. So <laughs> – just what are, what are your chance? And you turned it over like twenty nine times. Yeah, exactly. In that game, so wow. Playing now without your point guard, what are you going to do? Right. And they won the game. So wow. again, great game. Um, and I think I think I've got one more, John. So February twenty sixth, two thousand twenty two. Okay, that was Texas. That was Kansas. Okay. I don't know where's, if I – Where's the Texas I comeback? You know – We were down by oh, 18 wait. and came that back is, to beat That Texas. is one of them. Sorry. Okay. It's hard scrolling on this because okay. it's a magazine deal. Yes. It's uh, a so magazine deal, Aaron. February 27th, 2019. Baylor 84, Texas 83. Thank you. Uh, so, Baylor – Texas had a 19-point lead with 19. about 15 minutes to go. Okay. And Baylor came back and won that one in overtime, 84-83. What year was that? That was in 19. 19. Okay. Yeah. And then the, the last game was that uh, other Kansas game in 22. Part oh. of, part of uh, uh, you know, winning back-to-back conference right. championships. So. Biggest, so that one was the biggest crowd in the history right. of Farrell Center, right? Right. By one. Yes. <laughs> As it should I'm be. I'm sure that was not intentional. As it should be. It just happened to be <laughs> ten. It was like 10,628. Right. <laughs> previous one was 627. Right, right. Shared by, I think there was several. one men's game and one Yeah. Right, right. So several games. So anyway. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Do you have the women's list? I do have the handy? women's list. Hopefully I can find them a little easier. <laughs> Easier than that. So the first game, John, was 1994. Okay. And this was actually 
before Sanja Hogue. Oh. So Pam Bowers was wow. the coach. <laughs> but somebody scored a lot of points. That would have been – wait, don't tell me. Uh, I don't. I can't remember. Mary Lowry. Yes. 54 points. Yes. Baylor beat Texas 81-75 February 15th, 1994, and that was Pam's last year. Um, but, yeah, that was a that was a big win. Would that be – do we have anything that lists – would that be the Farrell Center scoring record? It is. It is, isn't Men's it? Men's or women's. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, 54. that is – and still, still stands. Okay. You know, unless it's – Broken, I guess, uh, Thursday. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll see. So, well, it's Delaware State. So I know. I mean, <laughs> so then the next one would be uh, 2001 when uh, Baylor beat its first top ten team, the Baylor women, 79-74 over Iowa State, number seven Iowa State. Oh, wow. So that was the first win in the program's history over a top ten team. Then in uh, 2005, Baylor defeated Texas Tech here 79-69, and that was to win their first conference championship. Oh, nice. So big game, obviously, there. And then in uh, 2011, uh, Baylor women defeated UConn. That was a one-versus-two battle. Yeah. Uh, And so uh, Baylor won that one 66-61. Uh, and then in 2013, Baylor women defeated Kansas State 90-68. to 68. Um, And this was, I think this is the reason it was there, was uh, Brittany, Brittany Griner finally gave Baylor fans what they had been waiting so long for, to see again at home, a slam dunk. A dunk, yeah. Uh, it was, she had had a bunch on the road. Yeah. I think, I can't remember she had never had one at home, but she hadn't had one at home in a long time. Um, so beat, uh, beat K-State, and I believe that, was was also yeah wrapped up its second consecutive undefeated conference title, and then John, I think I have what like maybe one or two more. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> running running late here. I know you're good. Uh, and then in 2019, uh, number eight Baylor six or yes, number eight Baylor 68, number one UConn 57, and I think this ended. One of UConn's long, yeah. long streaks. Right. They hadn't lost a regular season game since 2014, so five years Gosh. they had they had not <laughs> lost a con- or a yeah non conference or lost a regular season game. Yeah. Period. Wow. Had not lo- had not lost a conference or a regular season game in that long. So there's the uh, there's the women's games. I think that's all of them. Um, but Man, yeah, that's a good list. So it's fun. That's a good list. But uh, yeah, a lot of fun things in that uh, magazine. Hopefully uh, out by the end of the year for all Bear Foundation. Well, Bear Foundation donors at a certain level. So. I got you. But yeah, that's that's a fun deal. Very cool. Good memories there, and yep. we we continue to remind people. Farrell Center uh, is going away. Men's right. and women's basketball right. are moving to Foster Pavilion. Farrell Center remains, of course. It'll yeah. be the home of acrobatics and tumbling and volleyball. A lot of great memories there, yeah. and they'll just continue. Yeah, and I think that's cool, John, that they'll have their own place. Yeah. You know, I mean, because yeah. you think about it, I mean, A&T forever has practiced over at Mars McLean. Uh, volleyball practiced over there for a long time as well. But now they'll have – I think each one of them will have a practice gym. You know yeah. that they'll be able to use, but obviously, the the main floor as well. And I know uh, Ryan McGuire's talked about it, but they'll put in a specific floor for volleyball. Okay. That if uh, I I think if you had looked at like the top sixteen where games were played um, this past week, most of those were on this particular mm. type floor. And I don't remember the name of it, but 
but I think they're putting in that same floor nice. that would be, I guess, for next year. So yeah. that'll be a cool thing. Yeah, very yeah. cool. All right, man, thank you very much. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Good thoughts there, and uh, appreciate you being with us. Thanks. Thanks, Aaron. Jerry Hill, Thanks, Baylor Aaron. insider. He's so inside, he's got inside information he can't <laughs> even talk about right now. But uh, we'll get that coming up shortly. Take a break. Back, look ahead, wrap things up. More in a moment. Stay with us. John Morris Show continues on ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. 